if you didn't go to summer camp, you missed out. It was awesome. How you got? You guys got enough voice? Yeah. <laughs> so, some, some are struggling. If you heard people talking to you in a very weird, hurting voice, it's just summer camp. It's not anything weird. Um, hey, I, I want to take a, a moment, church, and highlight something that was really uh, special. Uh, of course, we're coming off summer camp, uh, but I, I, I'm just overwhelmed. I, I got to go up there a couple of nights, and to see our church and all of the leaders that um, gave up their time, gave up vacation time, listen, it wasn't a sacrifice, it was an investment to them. And, and when it becomes not a sacrifice and when it becomes an investment, people do it with a smile. And people do it with just light hearts. And looking at our church and seeing so many adults that took all of this time out to make sure they could pour into the next generation, I was overwhelmed. So if, uh, if you served in any capacity, listen, also, if you watched kids so other adults could go to summer camp, listen, I, I want to do something here. I, I want you to stand to your feet. If that was you, the, come on, all you leaders, all you tribe leaders, come on, stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Come on, stand to your feet. Come on, give them a huge hand. So thankful for each and every one of you. So thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, man, just an incredible time. Hey, also, I, I want to make sure uh, we've got another uh, an awesome event coming on Friday. Sisterhood is going to be amazing. Sisterhood is going to be amazing. If you've never, ever been to Sisterhood before, this is your time. Make plans to be there. Guys, with your significant other, make sure that they get there. It's going to be an incredible night. We're very, very excited about it. We've been praying already, and I know there's going to be so many miracle stories that are going to come out, so many great friendships that are going to come out of that night. So uh, as we uh, jump in, hey, let's pray for the next couple of, uh, let's pray, and then we'll jump in for the next couple of minutes. Father, we pray, God, this morning that you would continue to speak to each and every person that's in this room, each and every person that's watching online. Father, I pray that their ears and hearts would be open and that their lives would be changed by the Spirit of God this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. I, um, as I was thinking about uh, some of the leaders that came up to camp, I was thinking about um, uh, the maturity aspect of that. Uh, because when you're, you know, you, you only have so many vacation days, right? Now, now some of you, I, I, you know, some of you maybe, yeah, I'm on vacation all that. Awesome. Great. That's great for you. But all of us, rest of us people, we got so many. And, 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 and being able to like invest those into kids. Okay. Or invest those into people you don't even know, you know, and kid. oh man, that's, that's awesome like that that takes some major maturity you know instead of saying I'm going to the lake for a week I ain't gonna be talking to no kids you know like 
all of a sudden, now, uh, there, there becomes a maturity, uh, that com- and that maturity cannot happen without growth, with, without being able or understanding the importance of growth in your life. And so I, I want to just spend a couple of minutes talking about this idea of growth, because on the outside, we say, oh, yeah, we want things to grow. We want things to grow. You know, you want. But when you when you really look at it, you have to choose to grow. You have to choose to want to grow it, it, because if you don't choose that, then then growth because there, there are different ways that uh, people get um, people get talked to or treated because of where they are in a maturity aspect. I was even thinking about this with my kids. I treat Watson, who's five, different than I treat Piper, who's one. Right? I, I treat Watson different at five than I treat Piper, who's one. Now, I, if I looked at Piper, see, we're trying to get Watson to, like, get some chores and do some things around the house, you know, because we're trying to teach him some responsibility. And so um, at five, that's tough, but we're, we're, we're trying, you know, we're, we're trying to do it. And so one of those things is that when we get done eating, his job is to uh, take the stuff off the table and then wipe down the table. It takes a long time <laughs> to get that done. But we're, we're trying the very best that we can. Now, and I stick, stick with him. Come on, Watson. Now, you got to do that. You got to do it. Now, if I did that, had that same expectation for Piper, that wouldn't help her. It would actually hurt her. If I kept trying, hey, Piper, you need to wipe the table. She, she can't even wipe herself. Why, she can't going to wipe the table. Hey, you need to clean this up. No. Like, and if I kept going over and over, it not only hurt her, but after a while, it would scar her because she hadn't, she hasn't grown up into that yet. And so, so many of us want opportunity, but the way to get opportunity is to grow up into it. Because you're, you're not able to function in the opportunity. Oh, I want this. I don't want that. I want that. You, know, you can't function without that opportunity. I, I wrote this down. Piper gets more help. Watson gets more opportunities. But the opportunities come by growth. The opportunities come by growth. See, it does not work. See, sometimes we get caught up. If you're like me, I want all the help and the opportunities. Right? Give me all of it and do it all for me. But there's no growth there. And because there's no growth, that, that, that's where the opportunities start leaving because there hasn't been enough growth. Let me read this scripture, Hebrews Chapter 5, verse 11, Paul's talking about this same thing, and he says, there is so much more we'd like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you're spiritually dull, and don't seem to listen. Ouch. Thanks. Thank you for saying it so plainly. (laughs) 
You, you have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. Ouch. And then he goes on. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Okay. But what, 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 what the writer here is expressing, he's saying there, there's, there's so much more God wants to give you. That's what he's saying. There's so much more that God, you, listen, everyone, you do not know how much God has for you. But the barrier that you're thinking is not the barrier that probably is in front of you. A lot of us think the barrier that I have towards the opportunity that God is wanting to give me is Satan or it's this evil thing or, or this people are coming against me. No, the barrier that is probably in front of a lot of us is if we want to grow or not. That's the barrier. It's not, we like to put it on somebody else. We like to make Satan the problem on every side. We like to make everybody else our problem. We like, it's my family's issue. It's my marriage that's suffering. It's this person. It's that person. And all the while, said God, God is saying, I've got so much in front of you. But if you would just choose to grow, and if you would just choose to want to be stretched, in that moment, that's where I can get more to you. So I want to love to grow. That, that's where I'm at. I, God, help me to love to grow. Help me to look at things so I want to grow into it. I, I, I want growth to be something that I look at that is good for me. Because with, 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 with Jesus, he was looking at his disciples and he, of course, you know, he's Jesus. He can do anything at any time, right? Right? Okay, that's more than 10%. Come on, everybody. Jesus can do it all. Okay? Now, when you got to do it all, God, the problem becomes we want him to do it all. But, but, but the, the thing is, God wants us, he wants, to, he, he wants to do this together. That's why he created you with a free will. Because he wanted you to choose to worship him, not he forced you to worship him. And so because of that, because he wants us involved in this, he's constantly looking for places to involve us, to give us an opportunity, but the opportunity only comes if you want to grow. You want to grow. So, he, so Jesus, stay with me here. Jesus is with his disciples, and they're, they got loads and loads of people, 5,000 men, more women and children, all of these people. There's not, there's no McDonald's. There's no, there's no Chick-fil-A's. It was on Sunday, so they were closed anyway. There, there was nothing. There was no, you know, there, there, so anyway, it, he's here. I want, I want to read the scripture. Mark, uh, Mark chapter 6. Look at this. If we could put this on the screen. Mark chapter 6. 
Late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him and said, this is a remote place. It's already getting late. Send the crowds away so that they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said, what? You feed them. Translation, opportunity for growth. You feed them. Look, look, with what? They ask, have you ever said that to God? Yes. With what? About everything. You know, God says, hey, you, with what? And it's so frustrating because God's got it all. And we all know it. So we're like, why is God holding out on us? Right? Why didn't we all win the Powerball? What, what, why, why, what's going on? What, and sometimes we get into this thing where we think God's against us. God's not against you. He is trying to get you to grow so he can remove a barrier, so he can give you more opportunity, and he can move you into different places. That's why he says, you feed them. That's why he said, what do you have in your hand? That's why he said, what lunch do you have? That's why he said, what kind of bread do you have? Well, it's not enough. It is enough if you put it in my hands and take it out of your hands. If you would give it to me, Jesus, I'll break it, I'll bless it, and I'll make sure it goes everywhere. But you've got to make sure that you look at me first. You feed them. He's trying to get them to move from consumer to contributor. And can I tell you, in our world, this might be the biggest leap to make. In your job, in your family, with your marriage. Can I tell you how many marriages are failing because everybody wants to consume in marriage and not contribute? They need to do it for me. Right? They need, they need, they, no, no, no. God's trying to get you to move from consumer to contribute. They're not showing me enough love. They're not showing me, they're not giving me enough encouragement. They're not doing this thing over here. They're not serving me. They're not serving this. I've been doing all of these things and look at them. They're not doing anything. And God is continually trying to get you to move from consumer to contributor. And I'm not saying that they don't need to grow too. I'm just saying it's not good for you to get your eyes on somebody else's growth. Keep your eyes on your own growth. And and start looking and say, I I need to remove the barrier here and look to growth. Because if you don't look at growth, what happens is you'll get distracted by things that take time and effort, but don't fulfill your purpose. If you don't love growth, You will get distracted by things that take time and effort, but don't fulfill your purpose. I'm trying, like like I said at the beginning, we're trying to grow Watson up. We're trying to grow him up. So in the morning, we're trying to get him to get into routine to where he wears, so you know, gets his clothes and does his thing. And and, and one of those things, like, uh, I wanted him to brush his teeth and comb his hair. And so I ask him to do these things. 
I'm walking in the bed. We're late. We're going somewhere. And I'm trying to get, we're, we're, you know, Jess has got Piper. We're all trying to do stuff. And I'm like, Watson, do this. Watson, do this. Have you ever, as a parent, have you ever said things like 15 times? So you're like, my kid is deaf. They, they really have a hearing problem. Something is wrong. Because nobody in their right mind would ever ignore me this many times. I know, I know that. But I keep, you know, and finally I, I come into the bedroom and I see Watson with one shoe holding it real high and dropping it. So I just thought, just watch this for a second. He picks it up. Like he's Sir Isaac Newton trying to figure out gravity or something. He's picking. Why? What are you doing? What is happening here? Well, I just needed to do something. <laughs> what? What is, what is happening? Well, when you don't choose to grow, everything becomes more important than the thing that you really need to do. And you get distracted and give time and energy to things that you deem so important. But really in the grand grand scheme of things, they're not that important. And they have gotten you off track. Look at at this. This is uh, Luke, Luke chapter 12. Turn there. Luke chapter 12. Uh, verse 16. We'll start in verse 16. Luke chapter 12, verse 16. And he told them a story. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. And he said to himself, what should I do? I don't have room for all my crops. Then he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have enough room to store all my wheat and other goods. And I'll sit back and say to myself, my friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get everything you worked for? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth with not having a rich relationship with God. what, What happens, listen, we're all builders. We're all builders, but if you don't grab on to growth how God wants you to grab onto it, you will build things, but you won't be building things for the kingdom. You'll be building things that won't last. And so many times we can get our eyes off of the purpose that God has for us and the talents and gifts that he's given us to make his kingdom better because we're trying to make our own little kingdom better. And we think if we can make my own little kingdom better, then at some point I'll get back to God's kingdom. But what happens is you never get back to God's kingdom because your eyes are always on yourself and your eyes are always on your little kingdom. And we give so many things to that little kingdom thinking that it's going to be so good for us. But in the end, it does not matter as much as we thought. Now, is it bad to be successful? No. Does God want you to grow in your business and grow in your finances? Yes. Yes. Just change the order. It's not 
See, so many times we think it's an either or. I either can build this kingdom or I build God's kingdom. And so you have people fighting whether they're going to do this or do that. And God's saying it's not an either or, it's just priority. Do you hear that? It's not either or, it's just priority. So you just got to get the order right. To use Watson as an example, Watson, brush your teeth, brush your hair, and then drop your shoes all you want to. It's okay. Just do those things first. Just do those things first. So it's priority. My relationship with God is first. My, my financial uh, blessing and my tithe and my offering goes to God first. Goes, it, it's first. It, it, I'm, I'm going to get the order right. I, I'm going to serve first. I, I'm, I'm going to open up my heart. And I, listen, this is the same thing. You want to have friends? Be a friend first. So you go to connect group, even though you might not know somebody, you go to those connect groups and you be, be a friend first and you get the order right. And once you get the order right, then you realize that you're doing what God has always said when he said, seek first me and my kingdom. And then all of these things will be added to you as well. God's not going to add things to you that aren't good for you. And so that means all those other things that you've been praying for are great. Just put me in the front. And if I'm in the forefront, then I'll take care of everything that's in the background. If you make me in forefront, I'll take care of the stuff that's in the background. Stop making background things forefront issues and put me in the front and I'll take care of all the other stuff. I'll take care of the marriage. I'll take care of the relationship. I'll take care of the finances. I'll take care of your future. I'll take care of your calling. I'll do all those things. Just put me in the front. And then in that moment, all of a sudden you realize God's doing this thing because I'm growing. I'm, I'm growing. Second thing that happens if we don't love growth is you care more about maintaining what you have than seeing things grow. You care more about maintaining what you have than seeing things grow. I've seen this over and over. When people come into our church, they're desperate. They're desperate for relationships. The first times they come to our church, they're desperate for friends. They're desperate for God to heal them. They're desperate for a change of scenery. They're desperate from maybe some stuff that's happened in their life that's made their life just feel like they're living hell on earth. And they come into our church desperate. And it's, 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 awesome to see them latch on to so many wonderful things that our church has 
relationships and friendship, you see them serving, man, they hit growth track right away. And they're like, how can I get involved? And how can I do things? And, and all of these things. And you see it, man, they're just on a trajectory. And you see God's blessing on their life. And you start hearing stories from their life saying, man, God's doing something in our finances. God's doing something in my marriage. God's doing something in my friendships that I've never had before. I, I can't, I've never felt this feeling before. You see this over and over and over and then you hit about a year and a half or two years in and they got their friends and they got their life and God's blessed them and all of a sudden they start feeling real comfortable and then the comfortable from comfortable turns into familiar And then familiar turns into maintaining. And all of a sudden, the fire that there was at the beginning is out. Because they're worried more about maintaining what they have than seeing things grow. And I'm telling you right now, if you ever get off the growth train and think, hey, I'm too old, or I've done this too long, or I'm too young, or I've seen this, or I just need to take a time out, or I listen, I get healing. I get, I get there's moments where you need God to heal you or change you, but I'm telling you, you have to keep your eyes on when I get healed. I'm going to, you know what I'm talking about? When people are in a hospital that have something broken, what do they always talk about? Man, when I get out, I'm going to, right? When they're in, that's a healthy person. A sick person says, I'm going to stay here for the rest of my life. I'm just going to be like that. No, no, no. A healthy person says, when I get healed, I'm jumping right back on that growth train. I'm getting right back where, because God wants things to move forward. God wants growth to happen in my life and through my life. And so you start seeing things from that point of view because maintaining to you actually makes you sick. I'm, I'm just not here to be a manager. Matthew chapter 25, this is, this is Jesus talking about the same thing. He said, then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant, and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is hit it in the earth what's that maintain look here's your money back but the master replied see we all think oh if i could just give back god what he gave this is not god god's not looking to just get back what he gave Look what he said, you wicked and lazy servant, if you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant, gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why? Look at this, if you knew I didn't uh, harvest crops I didn't plant and gather crops I didn't cultivate, God says, why didn't you put my money in the bank so I at least get interest? 
That's what he said. What we call maintaining, God calls wicked and lazy. I didn't write the Bible. Don't get mad at me. This, what God is saying is you got growth in you. You got growth in you. There, there are things that you can put your hands on. That will explode if you put your hands on them because I've made you to grow. I've made you to move forward. I've made you to see things. Listen, we've got to get that maintaining spirit out. I'm not here to maintain. I'm not here to manage. Because growth will equally give blessing and responsibility. And you want both. Growth will give you blessing and responsibility. And you want both. Here's why. Because blessing without responsibility turns into selfishness. And responsibility without blessing turns into bitterness. And you see that through the story of the the prodigal son. The first son asked his dad for all his money and didn't want any of the responsibility. What happened to him? He got selfish and just spent it all on himself. The second son had all the responsibility but didn't see any of the blessing, or so he thought. And he turned bitter. Growth will give you blessing and responsibility. And you want both. What what things is God putting in front of you right now that says you're responsible for this? A marriage? Your kids? Pieces of our church? A calling that maybe you've pushed away a long time ago because of some hurt of somebody who said something one time or 20 times that have made you forget the words that God said over you and you're now holding on to a person's words that were said over you. And God's saying, I'm trying to give you blessing and responsibility at the same time. I want us to stand to our feet. I, I, I want to say this last thing. I'm going to um, close with this because um, I, I realize there are um, many of us that want to see growth. You really do. Whether it's growth in your business, growth in your relationships, growth finances, growth, maybe growth in your vision, growth in the dreams that God has given you, growth in in the things that you haven't told anybody, but you hold them so close to your heart, growth, and just maybe the interactions you have, maybe growth in yourself. There's some personal things that you would love to see yourself move forward, but as I'm talking, you're like, yeah, I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried. 
but I just haven't seen the growth that I want to see. And as I was thinking about that and praying about this morning for each and every one of us, I was reminded of the story of Samson. And, and Samson really pushed growth away. He, he did exactly what we've been talking about this morning. At the beginning, God gave him so much and he got so distracted by something else in the form of a woman named Delilah that he was building something but it was not anything that God wanted him to build. And, and not only that, he was just looking to maintain in his life. He wasn't trying to push anything forward. He was just maintaining. And because of that, he lost what God had given him. And they shaved his hair off and and that was the signifier of God's strength to him and he lost his strength. And he's enslaved and you think, most of us would think that's the end of a very tragic story. But I want to read the scripture. Verse 21 in Judges chapter 16 says that the Philistines captured him, talking about Samson, and gouged out his eyes. And they took him to Gaza, where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. But verse 22, but before long, his hair began to grow back. That is God's grace to you and I. That I don't care what you have done or things that you have done in your past or you're battling with right now. I'm telling you right now that God will continually give you grace to grow more and more. Some of you, you're like, man, I'd love to see something grow back. And God is saying at this moment, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in your life. I'm gonna, I, I know you might not have made the best decisions. I know that maybe you haven't done everything right. But that does not mean that that disqualifies you from the grace of God. In fact, it means that you are right in front to receive the grace of God like everybody else. I'm telling you, God is looking back at you and saying, I'm growing things back that the enemy took from you. I'm growing things back that somebody else grabbed away from you. I'm growing things back in your life where you thought they were dead. I'm making them come back alive because I do those things that you cannot do. I work in your life where you didn't know that I was working. God's growing it back. I know some of us are like, man, I wish, I just wish that I could see this thing grow. And I'm telling you, God's got his hands on it right now. 
God's got his hands on it right now. So all over this room, come on, let's lift up our hands to God this morning. All over this room. I, I don't care what kind of dream or thing that's in your mind or battle you're facing. Come on, let's give that up to God right now. In this moment, God, help us grow through it. 